You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So a little bit of a my bad on that. Um, I have the Packers training camp schedule. I even got it printed out and everything. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great reference so that I know what days are working out and what days are not. Turns out I didn't read the actual words well enough, you know, that are around the schedule. These are the practices that are open to the public. So it doesn't list the ones that are not open to the public, which are just as valuable because I don't really care what's open to the public. I'm not going. As long as it's open to the media, that's all that matters. So they did have another practice. It was half speed. And so I had to make the executive decision. Do I forge on with what I said I was going to do? Or do we push that one back to maybe Monday or something, assuming they don't practice Sunday? I have no idea. Got to get a day off sometime in there. Or do I just publish that thing, which I did, and then, you know, do this the next day? So I want to quickly touch on what day would that have been? Fridays. Uh, practice. Closed practice, open to the media, half speed, et cetera, et cetera. Because believe it or not, I got probably more from that than just about any of the others. Not as many highlights or great plays or whatever, but just in terms of really getting the details of who's lining up where, who's getting with the ones. And I moved a lot of stuff around, and there's a lot of questions here now. So right off the bat, um, nothing new with the quarterbacks in terms of anybody moving anywhere. Running backs, however, there was. So I had mentioned yesterday that I had had Patrick Taylor as RB3. I decided to switch it because there were just so many notes on Tyler Goodson. And I mentioned, I don't know that they're necessarily good. It could actually be really bad news for Tyler Goodson because they're doing a lot of non-running back stuff. He's out in the slot. He's out wide. He's, you know, tons of motion and all this kinds of stuff. It, it could just be desperation of you're really hanging on by a thread. We got to see if we can find a job for you, which I mentioned that's a dangerous thing when they start saying, let's move your position around. I mentioned that with Tariq Carpenter. I mentioned it with Jonathan Garvin, who, by the way, was released yesterday, right? They move him to defensive tackle, see if he can handle it, and after one day, they're just like, forget it, this is stupid, never mind, just let him go. But it was a last-ditch effort to see if they could save his job. With that said, though, they had, um, at one point, split the team up, where there's a group of guys that go with the ones, and then everybody else goes to the twos and the threes. Tyler Goodson went with the twos and the threes, and Patrick Taylor was with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So I did put Patrick Taylor back as RB3. Now, they obviously are doing a lot of different rotating. I mean, Lou Nichols, even at one point, was with the ones. That's going to continue to happen. But that's the first time I actually ever got a picture of who is RB3. And at this time, I do think it's Patrick Taylor. Very fluid situation. But like I said, Tyler Goodson was there only because I heard more notes about him. At wide receiver, it was something similar. um, But it was Dobbs, Ture, Watson, and Reed were with the ones. So again, you kind of got your one, two, three, four. We've heard this numerous times in terms of kind of where everybody stacks up. I I keep it the same way. I have Watson, then Dobbs, then Reed, then Samori Ture. I did actually have Tay Wicks ahead of Samori Ture just in terms of anticipation, which was not what I was supposed to do, but I, you know, whatever I did. So I did swap those out. Samori Ture's update, Tay Wicks, which maybe Tay could even be ahead. We don't know. Remember, he is out with a concussion and uh, no word on how he's doing or when he'll be back. 
Some more positive things about Malik Heath. I mean, he, he again, every day it's up and down and up and down with him. Um, I'm very tempted to put him up with the wide receivers in place of Tay Wicks. I mean, Tay Wicks is obviously not going to get cut, but the only reasons is that it seems like they're really trying to work with Malik Heath. One of the things that um, I don't even think I put the note in here, but um, at one point during practice, the uh, Matt LaFleur had passed the uh, walkie-talkie or whatever over to somebody else so that they could call the plays and that he could work one-on-one with Malik Heath. He was helping him one-on-one with his route running. Now, I'm sure he does that with a lot of people, but it just feels like they really want Malik to be a thing. On top of that, he was one of the guys that was working a lot on special teams as a gunner. The other wide receiver that they had as a gunner was Deuce Watts. Um, I'm not so so right now. I have of the guys not in the 53. Malik Heath is number one by a mile. Grant Debose has no opportunities because he has a back injury right now. Then I have it: Bo Melton, then Deuce Watts, then Jadakus Bonds, then Cody Crest. Cody Crest just came here, so he goes to the bottom of the line, but. Between Bo, Deuce, and Jadakus, there's really no rhyme or reason. Um, I, I think Bo is a liked person among the fans, um, so I just kind of put him there. But I think it would make sense, just because, again, I have no reason to put anybody anywhere. Um, I think maybe putting a guy that they're trying to find a special team slot for ahead of the other kind of makes sense. So I'm going to do that, although, you know, again, it's it's very minor stuff. Um, once again, you had DeGuara and Musgrave as the number ones. We've seen this very consistently. Um, when it's just one tight end going out with the ones, it tends to be Musgrave. When there's two, it's Musgrave and DeGuara. After that, it was kind of wide open. I assumed it would be Tucker Craft and Tyler Davis. As I mentioned on Packernet After Dark, I did something that made me feel ill. I did put Tyler Davis ahead of Tucker Craft. I have yet to hear Tucker Craft's name. I haven't heard about him catching a pass, running a route making a block, nothing. That's for OTAs and training camp. And then it looks like I p- pasted the wrong note in here, so I'm not entirely sure what the note said. <laughs> I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. But the bottom line is Tyler Davis was one of those guys who was out with the ones. I did not see Tucker Craft's name on that list. So I have it, unfortunately, Luke Musgrave, Josiah DeGuara, Tyler Davis, then Tucker Craft. After that, you got Austin Allen, Cameron McDonald again, just Either way, there's no rhyme or reason to that. I don't have a single note for either of them. Uh, We did have an offensive line shakeup, quite a big one. I didn't really move anybody around, but they did swap Yash Nyman and Zach Tom. They had Zach Tom playing left tackle in lieu of... So actually, at one point, I think they had David Bakhtiari in, and Yash Nyman was the right tackle. Then when David Bakhtiari left, they just had Zach Tom go replace him and keep Yash at right tackle. So, you know, I, I think the situation is basically... Yash and Zach Tom are fighting for that right tackle spot. We know how it lays out if Zach is the is the right tackle. I, I believe it is, as I said yesterday, or two days ago, whatever. It's Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon, Zach Tom. That's what I think it's going to be. Then, at left and right tackle, your backup is Yash Nyman. And then behind that, the left tackle, number three, is Caleb Jones. The right tackle, number three, is Rasheed Walker. That's kind of how I see it. Um... If Yash Nyman does win the right tackle spot, I think Zach Tom just fills that exact same role. I think he fills in for Bakhtiari or Yash Nyman if either of them gets injured. So it's it's one of them is going to be the right tackle. One of them is going to be the swing backup, potentially even in t- interior. You know, I mean, if Elton Jenkins went down right now, Sean Ryan is sort of the left guard number two. But let's say Zach Tom is the backup. Would they rather have Zach Tom as our left guard or Sean Ryan? It's probably Zach Tom. But anyways. 
They're trying some different stuff out, but I'm not going to change anything. Another special teams note, Caleb Jones and Kadeem Telford, the left side of the field goal protection team. That'll give the line some extra width, two massive human beings. So I'm not going to put Kadeem Helford ahead of Luke Tenuta because I think we've seen a good amount from Luke Tenuta to have some confidence that he's actually a little bit closer to, to making the team than Kadeem Telford just for this one thing. But I am going to put him ahead of Gene DeLance just because, again, if they're trying to push you on special teams, that, that means something. Um, at defensive tackle, Colby Wooden was the one guy that was given opportunities with the ones, at least as far as what was reported. So that kind of confirms how I have it as far as the defensive ends. It's Kenny Clark, then Devontae Wyatt. Then it's Colby Wooden, then it's Carl Brooks. If you include the nose tackles in it, it's it's Kenny Clark, then TJ Slate, and then Devontae Wyatt, then Colby Wooden, then Carl Brooks. I don't know where Jonathan Ford slate uh, slots into that, but that's kind of why I separated it out because I think Jonathan Ford is probably going to make the team because they want a second nose tackle somewhere. Um, at edge, pretty interesting. Again, Jonathan Garvin was let go, but I had mentioned how it's been Justin Hollins the whole time. Then in camp from two days ago. Kingsley got a shot, and I thought, okay, so they'll probably do Lucas after that. Nope, they went back to Justin Hollins. So again, it kind of just confirms that I think Kingsley is ahead of Lucas Van Ness at this point in time. So that would be Rashawn, then Preston, then Hollins, then Kingsley, then Lucas Van Ness, then I have it Ladarius Hamilton if he happens to make it. That would be followed by Brenton Cox and then Kenneth Odomegwu, currently not on the roster as I have it. Um, I got nothing with linebackers. That all stays the same. Uh, cornerback, there was a shakeup. I've been saying Valentine, Valentine. I really have no idea who to put there. I had Carrington Valentine because he's a rookie seventh rounder, and I think he'd done slightly more or whatever. But um, they had Corey Valentine working as a gunner. He was also working with the uh, the ones at one point or another. So you got special teams as well as getting some opportunity with the ones. I did not hear that as far as Car- uh, Carrington Valentine. Now, he was doing some special team stuff also. But again, Valentine was given a little bit of time with the ones, and as far as I know, Valentine was not. So I'm going to swap them out. So it's Boundary Corners, Jair, Razul, Stokes, Valentine. Yeah, I know Stokes is out, whatever. Just saying it in that order for now. And then Valentine is out, but at the top of the list ahead of Keandre Thomas, Tyrell Ford, and then William Hooper. And then in the slot, Keyshawn Nixon, then Shamar Char- uh, Gene Charles, and then Innis Gaines. But that is really, really up in the air. Um Ennis Gaines, I would not be surprised if he is on the roster or wins a spot or whatever today or from from the day that this all happened. Ennis Gaines and Rudy Ford working together as a top tandem as jammers and flyers. So when you're when you're talking, I mean, it's one thing to just give everybody an opportunity on special teams, but when you and Rudy Ford are the top tandem as jammers and flyers, I mean, I, I just feel like it's going to be really tough. I, it's kind of like Shamar. He's doing a good job, but he's kind of just there by default. But everything I'm seeing, it just genuinely feels like Ennis Gaines is kind of the guy. And again, maybe we try to force all of them on there. In which case, I mean, again, you don't have to include Eric Stokes. So it would just be Jair, Razul, Corey, Ballantyne, Keyshawn, Shamar, and Ennis Gaines. That that could work. That's that's six guys. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, Safety, not a ton of stuff going on. Rudy Ford, once again, is the number two safety, so that has not changed. Dallin Levitt was given some opportunities to run with Savage as the number one, so again, just kind of solidifies him in my mind as the number three safety. Jonathan Owens is the fourth safety that I do have on the 53 currently. He was also doing some uh, special teams work as a jammer. Tarverius Moore I have next up on the list, but not on the 53. He was getting a lot of work um, 
on special teams, but also did get a little bit of opportunity working with the ones, so he got rotated in there. Anthony Johnson, the rookie, I just, I'm not hearing really much about him. I don't have anything since the 26th. Really nice rep from Anthony Johnson at safety, recognized run play, and filled a gap at the line of scrimmage. Other than that, that was the first day of training camp. I haven't really heard his name. Nothing to panic about. I'm just saying it was kind of hoping that um, he'd be getting some more opportunities or, hey, he's doing special teams or something, but he's just kind of falling. And, and even Benny Sapp, I, who I don't expect to overtake Anthony Johnson, that's not going to happen, but still, he's on special teams. He's getting pass breakups. You know, it's like, all right, well, crap. I mean, no offense to Benny Sapp. I hope he has plenty of success in his life. I'm just saying. But um, anyways, that's it from uh, from that. Again, a lot of things getting tweaked and this is probably going to keep happening these guys right on the bubble so so the biggest bubble guys right now there hasn't been any movement at quarterback but i do think that's something to keep an eye on with etling clifford and magoo i feel like they're all very close together patrick taylor tyler goodson lou nichols i mean right now it's just taylor and goodson are just going back and forth and i'm kind of waiting for a reason to move lou nichols um fullback henry pearson haven't heard a single thing about him wide receiver it's constant i think uh watson dobbs reed and Ture are pretty well locked in but after that it's like Tay Wicks, I want to you know keep up there, but he's got a concussion. Malik Heath has not been great, but the team seems to really want him on there. Grant DeBose makes sense. He's got a back injury. But you know, it's just that that little area there that's just constant cycling. Uh tight end, I really, really, really desperately want to hear something about Tucker Craft. I'm hoping that they can kind of figure something out, but um right now the Tucker Craft Tyler Davis battle seems to be the battle of tight end. Offensive line I don't care too much about. I don't think a ton is gonna be shuffled there. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, defensive tackle is pretty well locked in for me. It's just kind of a question of, you know, what's up with Jonathan Ford? And, and Chris Slayton, I think, is very liked. I think he had a great camp last year. You know, is there a chance he can maybe have a spot? Edge is is mostly locked in, but um, th- there's still sort of that Brenton Cox, Ladarius Hamilton thing. I think I think it's pretty well established. There's also the 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 ranking of Hollins and Igbari and Van Ness to see if there's any movement there among the guys that are clearly going to make it. But it's been pretty quiet with Brenton Cox and Ladarius Hamilton. I have Hamilton in there by default, but um, it's not going to take much to to have some mobility there. Linebacker, I think, is pretty well established. Corner, it's the Valentine-Valentine battle with, you know, question mark at Keandre Thomas. Can he kind of do anything? And then Shamar Jean Charles and Innis Gaines are uh, it's a really fierce competition. And then safety, it's, you know, Jonathan Owens is the guy for right now, but I think Anthony Johnson, Tavares more very real competition there. And again, so far we have released two players. Jeff Cotton was the first to go. Jonathan Garvin followed closely behind. So I do have the uh, current roster sitting at 90. So we're all locked up as it is. That is, however, counting Kenneth Odemegwu, though. So anyways... um. Yeah, let's continue on with... Uh, actually, you know what? Why don't we just take a really early break and we'll just launch into uh, everything else. So uh, please check out grassfedcooperative.com if you're in the market to just buy some meat, have it delivered directly to your door. Um, it's a great way to just stock up your freezer with some meat and uh, get yourself out on the grill. Get ready for Green Bay Packers season, by the way. You gotta be grilling, man. Just gotta be. Grassfedcooperative.com. Use promo code PACKER10, capital P, PACKER10. Get 10% off your order. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. 
Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, so let's get into, um, to, uh, well, not today's, the, the most recent camp, yesterday's. And one of the things I think that I'm noticing is, although there's a lot of notes, the movement is becoming less just because as you go along, it's kind of like, let's use an example that in no way applies to me whatsoever. It's like going to school for a while, and your grades are just not quite where you need them to be, and you realize you got to kind of go back another year and take some classes, probably some blow-off classes, just to try to get your GPA up. But then you realize you need to take the classes and probably ace all of them. Because the longer you've been there and the more credits you've accrued, the more it's going to take to move the needle, you know? That's kind of where we're at. You see something, for example, there was a note, Alex Magoo took third-string reps. Am I going to move him? No, because Sean Clifford's been third-string for a very long time. They're giving him a chance. A couple snaps, a couple plays. And that's true of everybody with everything, right? Tucker Craft got an opportunity with the ones today. Did I move him? Not yet, because we just had Tyler Davis the day before with the ones. And still, Tyler Davis is having more. He's been doing more and doing better. So as much as I want to, he's not getting moved. So not a lot of movement. I think I actually only moved maybe one. Yeah, one one person got slid up and slid down. So at, at the end of this, there's just going to be piles and piles and piles of notes when they're sitting there trying to decide, you know, who gets that safety spot or whatever, trying to compare note by note. But anyways, let's get into it. Um, starting off, DeGuara was working with Henry Pearson. Those two are off by themselves. DeGuara kind of has that unique fullback slash tight end responsibility. I, I even thought about potentially just moving him over to the full, fullback slot just to kind of maybe make it a little bit easier, but I, I don't think that that's correct, so I'm just not going to do it. By the way, a note that's come up the last couple of days that I haven't mentioned, apparently Keyshawn Nixon is wearing a hoodie. Uh, I think it's a sleeveless hoodie, so I don't really understand the purpose of it, but uh, yeah, he's he's a little ridiculous with that. Anyways, with the starters, um, not a ton really changing here. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, Watson and Dobbs. Um, but then the one switch, as I already mentioned, Musgrave was out there with Kraft to start off with the ones. Then the offensive line, Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Running, Zach Tom, exact same offensive line. Defensive line, Wyatt Clark Slayton, pretty much what it's been the whole time. Then you got Smith and Hollins at, uh, off the edge. And then Campbell Quay, Jair Razul, Ford and Savage. So the only new addition here would be Tucker Kraft. First note from Herman. Okay, Lucas Musgrave, uh, Luke Musgrave. I, I, the Luke and Lucas thing, I'm never going to get right. 
Luke Musgrave just got physical with Kenny Clark and helped open a hole for Jones. That was impressive. Haven't seen anything like that as a blocker out of 88 yet. Now, to be clear, I still don't think he's going to end up being a great blocker, and I doubt you put the pads on he's going to be pushing people, especially like Kenny Clark, but it's still good to see. You're going to have to be asked to do it, whether that's your primary role or not, so get in there. Uh, defense going into nickel. Again, it's Wyatt that drops out, leaving Clark and Slayton. Still Smith and Hollins. Then we got Jair Douglas with Nixon in the slot. Campbell, Walker, Ford, Savage. Again, that hasn't changed. Play action fake. Love fires over the middle in stride to a sliding Watson for about 15 yards. Nice throw from Love. First pass completed to Watson across the middle, then a nice play action ball on the move from Love to Ture. Jordan Love gets a start at 2-2. Second string defense, Owens and Moore. So this is a little bit different. It has been Owens and Levitt. Now it's Owens and Moore. So I actually moved Dallin Levitt down, not below Tarverius Moore, but below Jonathan Owens because... Tarverius Moore is getting an opportunity to be the number four behind Jonathan Owens. It's kind of the way I'm interpreting that, right? Jonathan Owens is with the twos. Consistently, they're swapping Levitt and Moore. So it's now Savage Ford Owens Levitt instead of Savage Ford Levitt Owens. Again, that was the only thing I think I changed all day. Oh, another note. Um, I haven't mentioned this before. Jeff Cotton, I mentioned a while ago, was released. He was uh, put back on the IR. So however that works, he waved and put on IR or whatever. So he's still with the team, he's just currently on IR. Which leaves Jonathan Garvin as the only person that's actually been cut, to my knowledge, since the start of training camp. Enigbari with a sack on Etling. Obviously sack in quotes. Paul Brettel says, Tyler Davis has been holding up well as a blocker. Going to be a role if he can continue to do that. Magoo gets first third team rep, hits Heath on a receiver screen. Really nice little run inside by Lou Nichols. Showed off vision, burst, and balance. His best play of camp. I, I really feel like I'm going to have a hard time moving anybody at running back. It's really just going to come down to, you know, seeing who's starting and, and those kinds. Kind of like quarterback. Who's getting with the ones, the twos, the threes, and the fours? Because, you know, you're starting to get a lot of positive um, comments about all of them. Even got a couple of Manuel Wilsons today. I think I think we're just about... Almost everybody has a note now. Austin Allen and Cam McDonald, the two tight ends, I have nothing. Filiaga, I still got nothing. Jason Lawan, Antonio Moultrie, I don't have anything. Odomegwu, I don't have anything. We, we still got a few that... that uh... We're getting caught up, though. We got a bunch that I, I hadn't had yet, like uh, Jadakus Bonds and Cody Crest today. Anyways, just I'm just talking to myself. You don't need to be here for this. Uh, Tom, again, getting reps with the third-team offense. Interior offensive line as a whole created some nice running lanes today. I'm assuming he means Zach Tom. I don't think we have any other Toms. And I'm guessing when he says getting reps with third-team offense, he's talking interior, maybe at center. I don't know. Herman says, offensive line moving some defenders today. Emmanuel Wilson with a burst inside. He's a big back with a little wiggle. Fun to watch. Ryan Wood says, Lucas Van Ness getting his first starter rep in camp alongside Preston Smith. So, knew it was coming at some point. It was a little bit delayed, right? It's been, it's been Hollins the whole time. Then we got Kingsley, and I thought, okay, Lucas is coming back, and then it was Hollins again. Today, technically, it was still Hollins as far as who started with the ones, but Van Ness did get a little bit of an opportunity, so they're kind of inching him forward slightly, hoping for a little bit faster mobility, but we'll see what happens when the pads come on. Love and Myers fumble a snap. That's the second time in camp that that's happened already. TJ Slayton with a big-time run stuff on Dylan. Looks like a former number three engulfing a running back uh, behind the line. Going back to off-season programs, there have been a few nice run defense snaps from Van Ness. Has been able to set a strong edge, forcing Dylan back 
inside to Slayton, and I've pointed that out before. It was earlier on. A lot of positive Van Ness comments as far as the run, and I think that that makes sense when you think about his style. He's just a big, powerful person. There's still a lot of technique involved in in setting an edge, and if the the run comes your way, you know, disengaging and all those kinds of things. But I think he he just has the raw power to get that done. The pass rush, I mean, he's he's got it as certainly as a bull rusher. But you know, these are things that it's it's just a a toolbox, you know, and they got to teach him some new tools and counters and all that kind of stuff. These things take time to develop. In the meantime, he can just push that tackle straight back into the quarterback as many times as possible. Love on fire to start. Three for three. Now after hitting a deep crosser to Jaden Reed for about 20-yard pickup. Packers picking on Keyshawn Nixon a little bit. Jordan Love just threw a dot to Jaden Reed. Same play, but I like to read a bunch of them. Across the middle of the field, I'd say 20 yards. Got a big cheer from Packer fans. A lot of Reed today, too, which was good to see. Jordan Love off to a strong start, throwing a dime to Reed on a deep corner. Stood tall in the pocket with six foot five Lucas Van Ness in front of him. It's another reason I like to lead, read multiple, because there's so many little details that each individual person picked up. So Van Ness was in his face on that play. End around to Malik Heath. Really nice play by Ballantyne to fight through the blocker and get into the backfield. So as a reminder, I do have Ballantyne as technically boundary corner three if you don't include Eric Stokes. So he is right behind... Jair and Razul. So if Razul goes out and Stokes still isn't playing, I he's the guy that I have right now that would step in in that role. Unless they want to put Keyshawn on the boundary or something. I don't know. Corey Ballantyne and Kingsley and Igbare blow up a run play in the backfield. Tyler Davis with a couple tough reps blocking. I'm guessing that means negative. Jordan Love with a deep strike to rookie wide receiver Jaden Reed, who got open on a corner against Keyshawn Nixon. His best deep ball of camp. Good block on the blind side from Yash Nyman giving Love time to set his feet. Colby Wooden just beat Sean Ryan and Emmanuel Wilson, running back, for a sack on Magoo. Impressive play by Wooden. Paul Brettel says, Wow, Wooden just flew into the backfield by Ryan. He has shown impressive speed all offseason. Kyle Malzahn said, Colby Wooden would have had a big-time sack just now on Alex Magoo. Opportunity is there on the defensive line. Going to come down to taking the most out of the opportunities. Then we get into some bad news. You probably heard, but if you didn't, it's bad and it's about to get worse. Bill Huber says, Carlson misses all three of his kicks from 45, 47, and 49. Low snap on the third. More on that in a minute. Love to Dobbs on a slant for a first down. Four for four on the day now. Kyle Mazan says, Love's first incompletion during team today is an overthrow to Christian Watson. Herman says, Love missed Watson on a deep corner. Watson had a bit of a step. Four for five on the day now. Holy cow lucas van ness he just threw deguara four yards into the backfield into jordan love's path some real hercules stuff play called dead to save love from the wrath of an angry god andy herman's a poet i don't know if he knew that but again that's what you get from van ness is he a polished product probably not is he the kind of guy that's going to launch a tight end into the air yes yes he is i don't know if deguara's ever been thrown four yards before but a rookie just did it to him uh, Paul Brettel breaks down a couple. Love completes an in-breaking route to Dobbs. Decisive throw. Overthrows Watson on a deep corner. Van Ness has Deguara back on his heels. Wrecks a play in the backfield. Nice route by Ture. Finds a soft spot between the corner and safety. Love connects. Moore is now in back with Savage with the first team. She's new. I'm guessing that's a typo. So Tarverius Moore now running with the ones with Savage, which is just putting more and more pressure because it's like, okay, I got Jonathan Owens ahead of Levitt. Tarverius Moore is now running with Savage. I can't put Tavarius Moore above Levitt, right? I don't think so. Unless I have five safeties, which I probably should just have five safeties at this point. I, I probably should just put Tavarius Moore up there. 
Unfortunately, my 53-man roster already has 54, so I'd have to, I'd have to do some finagling there. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get rid of my linebackers. Maybe Ladarius Hamilton can come down. Although, if we don't have Rash Well, yeah, I guess Rashawn wouldn't be on the roster then. Rashawn and Stokes. So I, I, got, I got space. Do whatever I want. Anyways, we'll, we'll come back to that another time. Love hits a deep out route by Ture. Ture had been really good throughout the start of camp. Five for six for Love now. Love finds Dylan in the flat, picks up some yards after the catch. Incomplete to the boundary. Douglas all over Dobbs. Tight window for Love. Love off to a good start, but Douglas with a great breakup on third down. Nyman at left tackle for Bakhtiari, who walked off without a trainer. Then back to Carlson kicking. No good from 50. Good from 51. No good from 53. Now, to be fair, this is real deep stuff. However, I mentioned before that Daniel Carlson has not made a 50-yard field goal in a game since 2020. Might be a good idea to start working on that. So, three kicks from 50, he made one of three. So, on the day, one of six, which is about as bad as it gets. Not the end of the world, I'm not, I'm not implying anything, you don't need to jump on me about it, I'm just stating reality. We got a little bit of special team. Nixon and Ford, the opening gunners on punt team. Gaines and Ballantyne had the next reps. Awesome jam by Shamar Jean Charles on Gaines. Whelan is punting, so this is the first we've heard from Daniel Whelan, the punter. He's out there taking some reps. Uh, Reed, Ture, and Nixon rotating as the return men. Gaines and Ballantyne are the flyers, a.k.a. gunners. Tucker Craft limping on the sideline with a big bag of ice around his right leg. He looks done for the day. Pretty sure he's fine. I think somebody said he took a knee to the thigh or something. I don't really know. Tyler Goodson with some punt return attempts as well. Daniel Whelan is bombing some punts right now. Keyshawn Nixon just took a hit as a returner. Is down on the ground, kneeled over. Not great. Bill Huber said Nixon just slipped. Half the team is huddled around him. I'll fast forward for those of you that don't know and are panicking. He's okay. Lining up in the slot, out wide, backfield, being sent in motion. Goodson filling a number of roles. Nice job by Nichols and left side of the offensive line, Hanson Ryan Newman, selling the screen. Ryan Wood said Tucker Kraft caught a knee to the quad. He's walking around the sideline with an ice pack wrapped around it now, just a little banged up. And then Nixon is back in on defense, so all is good. Love complete super short to Watson and Jair, per usual, all over it. Maybe a one-yard pickup. Seven for nine for Love. Tight end screen to Musgrave. Slayton read it nicely and is all over it. Eight of ten. Short flat to Ture, who makes a nice move and picks up some nice yardage. 9 of 11. Watson limps off, but is back in. Kraft is out with some ice on it. So is Bakhtiari, though probably nothing there. So lots of guys getting dinged up today. That seems to happen. I think probably since they've been practicing, you know, every day. They really have, I mean, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so that's four days in a row. So it'll be nice for them to be able to get that day off. I'm assuming Sunday today is a day off. I don't. I don't know, last time I said that they were practicing. But I'm sure it is, especially the day before pads. Couple updates from Brettel. Love finds Watson on a quick out. Jair there right away. Dylan with running lane behind Myers and Jenkins. Preston Smith gets by Musgrave. Love dumps it off to Musgrave, has room in front of him. Love finds Ture in the flat. Watson in the slot. Him and Love not on the same page. Incomplete. After that, the, uh, the count is 9 of 12 completed. Wes Hotkowitz says, not sure what happened, but Devontae Wyatt was in the backfield quick to pressure Love to a check down to Reed. Love finds Dobbs over, the, Dobbs over the middle, some nice pass rush reps from Wyatt. Wyatt with a pressure, Enigbare cleans up for the sack. Great day for Enigbare. Play continues, and Love threw complete to Reed, who bobbled but caught. 
10 of 13. Next play, Love to Dobbs on a slant route, but Ford probably could have laid him out in a real game. 11 of 14. Shamar Jean Charles breaks up a pass from Clifford to put Watts in a slant. Clifford, two Watts on a slant. Then Thomas breaks up a pass late to Bonds on the next play. Clifford scrambles to buy time, finds Bonds on the sideline. Solid day for Nichols as a ball carrier. And Clifford finds Crest on an out route. Sean Clifford with some darts just now during 11 on 11. Good series of passes for Clifford. Ends period with a bullet to 82 on an out. Two-minute drill. Etling at quarterback. Quick out to Watts. Scrambles. Nowhere to go with the ball. Quick out to Heath. Incomplete. Ball looked just out of reach. Van Ness opposite Preston with the ones in the two-minute drill. Love dealing right now in two-minute. Gorgeous 33-yard pass to Ture down the sideline on third and three. And with that, by the way, this uh, 33-yard pass... Apparently, Mr. Wildy has officially said that uh, Jordan Love has had one wow pass in all of camp, which obviously is absurd, but um, he, is, he is finally ready to concede. Offense wanted a touchdown on a six-yard Taylor run, but refs don't give it. Offense kicks a field goal for 20 yards to win the drill. Here's the summary of the two-minute drill uh, by Love by Paul Brettle. Quick pressure from interior defensive line throws the ball away. Finds Watson over the middle. Handoff to Dillon. Quick slant to Watson. Douglas all over it for a pass breakup. Great route by Ture. Love drops it in there down the left sideline. Nice run by Dillon to the left side. Six seconds left from the five-yard line. Pass complete to Musgrave. Pushed out at the one-yard line. Two seconds left. Carlson field goal good. Here's what Huber had to say about that pass. Love with a Rodgers-esque deep ball in, uh, to Ture in two minutes. Settles for a field goal following some questionable officiating on whether Patrick Taylor scored or was stopped. Kyle Mazan says Jordan Love dealt during that two-minute drill. Four of seven that included a 33-yard pass to Samori Ture, a big gain to Romeo Dobbs, and a pass at the goal line to Musgrave, which the ref said he didn't get in, but a perfectly placed ball. Also, Taylor may have scored on the play before. And that was it. And everybody clearly said it was uh, Jordan Love's best day so far. So, rough day one. Better day two, but still a little shaky. And then day three was that borderline perfect day, right? I mean, even by my standards, you could more or less say it was perfect. I think as far as the the incompletions go, there was only one that was characterized in a way that made it seem like love just really was not great. It was an overthrow. And then you start seeing things like not quite tall enough, meaning probably didn't sail way over his head. It was probably just a little high. And And look... That's all anybody can ask. Just keep getting better. And that's what most of these guys are doing, right? I mean, that's the best notes I've heard from Sean Clifford. It's the best I've heard from Magoo. It wasn't much, but it was the best I've heard. Probably the best day I've heard of Lou Nichols. It's the only thing I've heard from Emmanuel Wilson, and it was positive. Positive again for the wide receivers. I don't think there was anything necessarily bad. I don't remember anything as far as drops. Maybe there was one. I don't remember one. Probably the best day for Jaden Reed so far. Best day for sure for Samori Ture. First time hearing Cody Crest. Jadicus Bonds, I think Deuce Watts. First time hearing some positive stuff about Tucker Craft. Maybe the best day for Tyler Davis or one of them. Tight ends in general. Another great day from Devontae Wyatt. Maybe Colby Wooden's best day. Van Ness's best day today. Tarverius Moore has got me wondering. Maybe I, maybe we need to make a move here. Uh, Daniel Whelan, Whelan, however you say his name. Punter. I mean, he's got he's got an uphill battle trying to beat established punter Pat O'Donnell, but. Clearly had a great day. I mean, as, as far as guys you look at and go, oh man, that sucked. I mean, Anders Carlson, probably the only one. I mean, obviously you got corners giving up passes. Somebody somebody did it, but I mean, it was, it's just a good day. 
But uh, Matt Schneidman put the total for love 16 for 22. So just keep growing. Um, Paul Brettel here wrote, wrote an article, and within the article he says, Through two days, Tyler Goodson and Lou Nichols seem to be ahead of Patrick Taylor. So I don't know that I'm going to move based on that. Only because if you read what he's saying, he's kind of injecting his, his um, I guess, opinion of their value. Talking about, you know, Tyler Goodson being used in the slot and whatnot. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait on that. He also does have Innis Gaines as, as the backup in slot instead of Shamar Jean Charles, which I've been tempted to do for a long time, and maybe I should just do it. By the way, just as a comparison, rookie Bryce Young was 10 of 15 in a pick today. That's the guy that was taken number one overall. I'm just saying. Just a little context, a little perspective. Anyways, that's about it. Um, I think if I... You know what? Let me let me do an experiment here really quick. I want to take every player that I want on the team right now and put them on the team and just see how many unfortunate cuts need to be made. So I've got 66. That's a lot of people that I would prefer to be on the team. And I'm not talking about, like, we, you know, I've, I've got five running backs sitting here right now. But just guys that, that are, some, you're going to have to say no to somebody that I wish I didn't have to say no to. So just quarterback, Love and Sean Clifford. Running back, Jones, Dylan, Taylor, Goodson, Nichols. Actually, could probably get rid of Henry Pearson. I didn't move him off, but yeah, we'll, we'll get rid of him. A wide receiver, I got Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Turay, Wicks, Heath, and DeBose. I'm actually not a massive Heath fan, but I think in terms of who has earned a spot, he clearly deserves to be on there. Musgrave DeGuara, I guess Tyler Davis and Tucker Craft, Bakhtiari, Yash Nyman, Caleb Jones, Elton Jenkins, Sean Ryan, Josh Myers, Jake Hansen, John Runyon, Royce Newman, Zach Tom, Rashid Walker. I didn't put Luke Tenuta in there. I don't think he's done very much in training camp, and I haven't been as big of a fan as I know a lot of um, a lot of Packer fans have been. Defensive line, Kenny Clark. Devante, or defensive ends, Clark, Wyatt, Wooden, Brooks, and Slayton. Uh, that's Chris Slayton. And then nose tackles, TJ and Jonathan Ford. Kind of iffy on Jonathan Ford, but, you know, I feel like we need another big body in there somewhere. Can't everybody, everybody can't be pass rushers. Linebackers, uh, Campbell, Walker, McDuffie, Wilson, and I put Tariq Carpenter in there. Uh, I don't think he's the greatest football player in the world, but I'm rooting for him. Corners, Jair, Razul, Stokes, Valentine, Valentine. I didn't put Keandre Thomas. I feel like he had a good camp last year and all that stuff, but I just haven't heard a ton from him. And then in the slot, Keyshawn, Shamar, and Innes. Safety, Savage, Ford, Owens, Levitt, Moore, and Anthony Johnson. So again, a lot of people that I think have done enough to at least be considered. But minus the fullback, we're sitting at 65. So we've got a lot of, a lot of tough cuts to make. Um, not a ton that I've seen going on around the rest of the NFL. I know there's a lot of talk about Dalvin Cook going to the Jets. He's been very open about wanting to go there, very excited about it, uh, talking about how much he appreciates the team, and he's gone up against Rodgers for a long time. He'd love to be on the other side of it, et cetera, et cetera. So it's feeling like it's something that could very possibly happen. The question is, how serious is the interest from the Jets? I can't imagine it's that high. They, they really like the running backs that they have. So as much as you might like Dalvin Cook, you're looking at him as a committee back. Dalvin Cook has always been a workhorse back and probably wants to be paid as such. So are the Jets going to be able to say, look, here's what we think you're worth, and then offer that, and Dalvin's actually going to say yes? It feels like I could see a pretty wide chasm there. Even though, yes, there's mutual interest, because probably all 32 teams would be willing to have Dalvin at some price. It's just a question of how many are willing to have him at the price that he feels he's worth. 
Um, as far as the Bears, really not a ton going on. I'm to the point now where I almost don't even believe half the stuff coming out of there because it, it, whereas before it felt like it was slightly objective, now it's only talking about Justin Fields to DJ Moore. Like, that's the only thing that anybody ever talks about. So it's just a one big hype session. Uh, I, I saw Eddie Jackson didn't practice, but I think it was a veteran day. Uh, Cody Whitehair hurt his finger. We'll see if that materializes anything more substantial, but I would doubt it. Haven't really heard a ton from uh, Vikings or Lions, other than Justin Jefferson is very good, which we know. So with that, I think I'm going to leave you guys to that. As far as I know, there's no uh, training camp today, so tomorrow will be um, something else. We can talk about something else. Anyways, you guys have a good rest of your day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.